Yo, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the Level With You Show, a weekly video game podcast where we all get together and talk about, you guessed it, video games. My name is Wiley Olmstead, and this week I am joined by the Duartistic One, Anthony Dewart. Going. How's it going? The Dominican Bakugo himself, Kenny Castro. Fuck applesauce. <laughs> and the man with the plan, covered in applesauce, Tyler Hadley. Applesauce, man. What's up with that? <laughs> what? Airplane food. What's the deal with that? What? I don't know. I don't know, but we had some fun with it before the show. You'll probably see it up on the channel in the coming days. Wink, wink. Yes. Uh, Keep an eye out for that. I can't wink. Can you guys wink? It's like... Coming for you, Studio 159. Yeah. All right. So you can find this podcast going live every e- every Tuesday evening on Twitch. Uh, you can find it on YouTube and other podcast services the following day. That would be Wednesday. Uh, we've also got lots of content happening during the week now. We are doing Super Smash Sundays. We had another very successful one. Uh, please check that out every Sunday evening from 6.30ish to 7ish to about 10. Uh, you can hop in and join and play with us. It was a really good time, right, Tyler? Yeah, it was an awesome time. We had uh, lots of engagement, a lot of good players, lots of practice. Yeah, for sure. Like, it is humbling. It's like we're hosting it, but we're just getting our asses kicked almost every round, especially me. <laughs> <laughs> just like I like in a lady. But, uh, and we do have the tournament coming up, uh, smash.gg slash level focus. That's LVL focus. You can register for the early bird price for a couple more weeks. Uh, the tournament is on April 2nd. So please, if you are a Smash player and you like the show, uh, please check it out. Um, and if you could leave us a nice review on iTunes, on the podcast services, that really helps us out too. All right. So uh, moving on, I think what we want to start the show with, um, and maybe this is a regular thing going forward, but it's kind of looking back on our week on Twitch and just being like, what was our favorite moment? What was our favorite thing we learned? What was like, I don't know. Uh, a particular user that you had good engagements with. Mm. I don't know, Kenny. How's your Madden Monday go? This week? Oh, you didn't do Madden Monday. No, this week. I didn't, I didn't <laughs> yeah. do Madden Monday. Ever. That oh. was slotted to Tyler for dreams because I was busy driving to Boston. True, true. Okay, <laughs> so Tyler and I know we're kind of skipping ahead, but we're a little shorter on time than usual this week, so we're kind of getting into the the nitty gritty a little quicker than usual. But so you've been doing some uh, dream streaming. How how has that been for you? Uh, it's been awesome. Um, it's my first dive into, into into dreams. I didn't play it at all during the beta or alpha or early access or anything like that. Um, so now I'm just finally getting a taste of it, and it's really interesting. Um, it's really cool. I've just been going through mainly the maker tutorials, and it's just man, it is fascinating. Like everything they have put into this game. Um, it starts you off uh, on how to like move objects and how to make them larger or smaller um, and introduces you to your imp. What's your imp, you basically just control with the controllers, motion controllers. It's like your cursor, like your mouse kind of, or, right? Right. Um, and I, w- I wasn't even expecting... Uh, I fe- d- Didn't in a podcast like a while ago, did I not say something about how I thought the imp was going to be controlled with... Um, Motion controllers, motion controls. Probably, um, I could see that. I think I predicted that. Yeah, I yeah, heard yeah. That it's like very. It's like using a mouse versus like a, a stylus or a pen on like a, a tablet. It's very different, but you can get two totally kind of different, very controlled results versus like using a controller joystick or the PlayStation Move if you have it. Which you did. Right. Which, did you like? Did you try texturing anything or? Um, there was one tutorial where it taught you how to like 
paint and tint mm-hmm. um, as well as texture. Um, I think what they call the texturing is um, it's like a starts with an S. I can't remember what it's called right now. Shading? The, no. Surfacing? No. It's like a weird word. It's like a skilt or something. Yeah. One of their like terms that they have. Uh, but that's really cool. There's all different kinds of textures that you can put into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can amplify or subtract textures um, based on whatever your work, the object you're working on. You can make things look, it essentially makes things look fluffier or rougher. And then you can have different like shinier textures and, and things like that. And cool. it was a really cool one tutorial. There was like a river in the middle that you painted and then textured. And then uh, you added a, a flow effect. And that's what made the water just like move. And then you have another uh, uh, a comb tool and you comb it in the direction that you want the flow to go in. And that's how it dictates like the direction, the direction of whatever surface you're, you're dealing with. Um, essentially that the water itself just starts off as like a blue block. Right. You kind of have to comb it into like what you want it to be doing. Kind of like Play-Doh basically. Yeah, I guess in a sense. Mm. So if people don't know what dreams is, it came out on Valentine's day, PS4 exclusive, uh, developed by media molecule, the folks behind the little big planet games, uh, as well as what was that one PSP Tearaway? Oh, Tearaway, yeah. yeah. Um, so British studio, they've been working on this forever. I think it was originally announced in 2013. I want to say like right when the PS3 or PS4 either launched or was even announced. It's been delayed, delayed, delayed. Um, it's finally out of early access now. Um, it's pretty much gives the player a ridiculous suite of tools to make music, models, levels, uh, and publish games with your own descriptions. It's got a big social media aspect to it where you can you know, follow users and creators and um, you can even uh, develop assets and have other people use them in, in your own game. So potentially once this has been out there in the wild for a bit, you assume that there's gonna be you know, full-fledged experiences uh, that are you know, a little bit beefier than you would expect for something you know, than a solo person being able to develop it with a you know, 3D uh, modeling system. So mm-hmm. yeah, I've been playing it a little bit myself. I haven't delved into the creative stuff yet. I just didn't have a big enough uh, chunk of time because once I do that, I really want to be able to focus. Mm-hmm. And so I popped into some of the stuff that the users have been creating, uh, and I did find some cool ones. Um, one of the ones that's kind of showing up at the top of people's pages is Blade Gunner, which is like a Resogun clone. Resogun's one of my probably still all-time favorite PlayStation 4 games, uh, and they do a good job of emulating that, do some good... Um, upgrade systems in there as well which is really impressive and then like i don't know about you tyler but i'm super shocked about all the amount of like licensed content on there that is likely (laughs) to be taken down i mean you said you don't think it's gonna be taken down but there's straight up like sonic games and mario games and family guy games and rick and morty games oh god (laughs) and they're populating like the front pages because that's Mm. of course what people want to like you know see they don't have their own dreams they just want to make others (laughs) This reminds me of that episode of, uh, did you guys ever watch Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends on Cartoon Network back, maybe back when? Uh-uh. Yeah. It was in the first episode. It was the show about like this kid, and he like has an imaginary friend. It's a world where imaginary friends are real, and he has to go drop his imaginary friend off at the foster home for imaginary friends because he's too old for it. And when they're introducing like all the characters in the house, it pans over this one part where it's like someone's uh, introducing, whoever's introducing the house is like, yeah, and some kids aren't very creative and pans over to Mojo Jojo from uh, Powerpuff Girls. <laughs> they're like, yeah, they just kind of see something on TV and then recreate it themselves. And they don't like state that it's that character, but it's just clearly that mm-hmm. character. Mm-hmm. I love it. Okay. 
Word. Um, so Tyler, do you have anything envisioned or are you still planning that out in your mind? Do you have like a genre that once you've completed all these tutorials that you want to sink your teeth into? Um, I mean, there was a couple cool effects that I discovered. Like you can make like glitch effects and things like that. Um, I don't know. I was kind of just like a random idea in my head. It was uh, like a game similar to a, um, uh, a Katana Zero. I thought it might be kind of cool. Um, obviously need to be fleshed out more and like figure out a story. But uh, that was one game that I kind of just like liked the aesthetic of. Mm. So like a twitchy uh, one hit kill type of action game. Mm. Yeah, I think that'd be really interesting. Mm. Yeah, I um, can see that. Seems very doable too. With uh, I mean, I haven't seen as much of Dreams, but it seems very you know accomplishable. Is there a certain like size limit to the games you can make? Is it like can you not make... not that I've seen. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything that I've seen is pretty. People can make like massive things in here. Mm-hmm. Um, Must be sure... some kind of limit, but it's pretty big. Yeah. Yeah, I was watching a video about how like certain games, depending on like how much you actually put into them, um, can affect like frame rates. And like currently, as Dreams is today, there's no like creator setting that like lets you control like what the frame rate and like resolution of the game you're playing is. It's all just like a, a static resolution, and then depending on how much is in the level, like the frame rate might not be uh, stable or not. So, I mean, that's something that I've seen people say that they hope will be added in the future i think maybe that's why the game partially runs so well is because maybe it's on on that even architecture because tyler and i were commenting before we started recording that we were jumping around some of the user created levels and it's pretty much instantaneous once you click on a dream you're playing within a matter of 10 seconds um Mm. or even less so that stupid wait for it one that's just a loop oh yeah (laughs) Yeah, yeah. um let's see did i do any other there's been nothing that's really stood out, stood out, stood out to me too much. Um, but I will say that I've played 45 minutes or so of Art's Dream, which is the one developed by Media Molecule using tools only available in the game, and it seems really neat so far. Like it's about, it, it's got some musical numbers in there. It's very whimsical. It kind of feels a little Pixar-y. What's um, the whole story mode, right? That's based off the guy who's like a bass player, like a big stand bass player in a band and leaves and it kind of like switches genre styles. Yeah, That's so it's, awesome. it's definitely like the main um, campaign, mm-hmm. you should say. It's not the only thing made by Media Molecule. There's, I haven't tried the other ones. I assume they're more mini games uh, than a full-fledged story. Mm-hmm. And I think this one, you know, it says when you're clicking on it in the description that it's feature length. So I imagine it's, you know, two hours or so. Yeah. I played probably a little less than half or maybe half last mm-hmm. night and... Really enjoyed it. Definitely gives you an idea of the type of stuff that you can do in it. It's very like hop around different genres. Like the the part I was playing last night was very point and click adventure-y, uh, but it also has some some platforming stuff. And like I said, the musical numbers are a trip. Um, so mm. I think it's got a ton of potential. I know Tyler does too. I, I hope that Sony does some sort of marketing for it. I mean, I think that's been a mystery with some of their uh, first party games lately, like last. Uh, fall we had Concrete Genie. Never heard a peep from them. That nope. game probably bombed hardcore. Even, yeah, even though it was really well well received. Uh, and this being you know Little Big Planet was one of the biggest PS3 franchises. I kind of think that they, I mean, they should be promoting this game because it could be huge. It could in, be. In, like, uh, yeah. So, big game of the year. I mean, I don't think so, but it's certainly possible. I could definitely see the argument for it. It could be so the tools to get somebody to start making the game of the year at some point. I could see it being a very big, like, oh, I want to like learn Unity and Blender and all this, but it's like, I have no clue where to start. 
but it's like someone gets interested and they start off with dreams and just are like, oh, wow, now I'm motivated to go learn these programs. Or, Word. Yeah, I mean, I know Tyler's going to make something cool, so I look forward to seeing that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, man. There's, there's so much in this. Pressure's like, on. Like, once you get into learning about, like, the logic of everything, it gets pretty complicated. Oh, isn't that like you have to connect the lines to, like, the different, kind of basically, like, programming a game? Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically. It's like a motherboard and, like, chips yeah. and then... You turn like the you drag the power supply from the initiator to the power button of like the sound you want it what you want it to make when you jump on it or something like that. It or... seems very close to actually making. I mean, you are making a game, but like that's you know that's a great one gateway too. I think people want to start learning it, or maybe even they'll expand on having easier like access to publish these games as full fledged games. Hopefully, mm-hmm. if they are like, or give you a tool to maybe export them to the store. I know I saw something about I didn't put it in the outline but there was one of the devs at media molecule saying like yeah if a game's good enough and it has the support they should be able to get compensated for it that would be amazing hundreds of hours in order to make something really good i would assume for sure especially with mm. those tools it'd be a shame or thousands yeah you know um as long as there's no licensed properties in it yeah yeah <laughs> no sonic adventure like there's a crazy sonic <laughs> yeah. adventure one it's like straight up playing the dreamcast game or a ps3 sonic game it's, yeah it's i mean not as good um they got those menus nailed. Though. Not a high bar. Yeah, they got the the menus and the oh sound effects and like everything like that nailed. There's a bunch of like weird humor on it right now. Um, oh yeah, you know the classic like when <laughs> oh, they yeah. the smash stages were going live and you can make your own smash stages. You got your classic boobs that you can jump on or whatever, all that stuff. But yeah. there's the it's got to be there. It's oh un- yeah, unavoidable. It's, it's always gonna be there. Yeah, I haven't seen any boobs yet in dreams. What? That's surprising. Oh man. Well, oh. It looks like we know what you're making. You gotta do it. <laughs> I think it's like you need to make Anthony. You're right. Yeah, I need to do that. Um, so that was something we were streaming. We also did. I just, I know we already touched on it briefly, but Super Smash Sunday. Like, I'm still trying to find my main. I messed around pretty much exclusively with Toon Link. I figured that that's. I, I figured out that that's not who it's going to be. Uh, I think I okay. prefer Young Link. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's, it's really just because of the side smash. You can't do a sm- You can't do a double. Um, it's such a good move with Link and Young Link, and with Toon Link, mm-hmm. it's just not there. And I didn't wasn't able to figure out what made him superior, so maybe I'll hop back into Young Link. Uh, but there's other people that I want to mess around with too. But like when I was playing with people that were as good as that we were playing with, I was like, I guess the only way I have a shot is to play with the one I'm most comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely been enjoying that. That was definitely um, this past Sunday very you know preoccupied, preoccupied you know making sure that everybody got fed that day. And, you know, my son wanted to jump in also in the stream, so he was taking his turn to oh, jump yeah. in and play as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but, Bless his soul. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I think at one point in time, I think I was watching the stream while uh, getting food, and I think I think he, had, he was playing with Mewtwo. I think he was fighting you, Tyler, and just jumping away from you at all times. <laughs> yeah. Well, on his, <laughs> on his just, last stock. just like, teleporting away the entire time. I'm like, hey, at least he's evasive. Boys got jumps. So I was like, but you know, I got my main. I know who my main is, and just trying to get better with him. The Joker. Yeah. Joker, yeah. Shout out to uh, Mellow Keith. He was uh, very active in the chat and hanging mm-hmm. with us the entire night. Yeah, Ni- nice. Ni- Nianta was also active in the chat. Um, Shadow Shadowcat as well. 
Ace. Ace. You know, we definitely had some notables who were just very, very active throughout wow. the throughout the I missed, the, I missed throughout that big weekend. And actually, actually, the chats tend to be very active. You know, that's great. While, while we don't, while we're doing it, yeah. we get to have two to three people always very active talking. But this time, this time it was extremely active. We talked about cheese. Yeah, I was trying <laughs> yeah. to trying to do some prompting, which I hadn't really done too much of before. I was like, all right, if you're in the chat, tell me what your favorite kind of cheese is. Hell yeah! Mm-hmm. And like that actually worked out a few times. Yeah, so. yeah. Great. and we talked about the blasphemy of pineapple on pizza. Pizza. Oh yeah, um, I forgot about I that. I don't think like, it's that bad. No, it's I, horrible. I was the advocate for it. It's I love pineapple. <laughs> it's pizza. horrible. I like anything on pizza. Horrible. Hard Put to mess up pizza. pizza. Yeah. 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 You can mess up pizza. It. Put pineapple on it. Mm. Mm. Oh man. Whatever, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but definitely, definitely entertaining chat. I try to just jump in there. You know, like sometimes I like having the the Twitch. You know, having the Twitch open and just having having as chat only. Mm-hmm. You know, and just reading the chat, trying to write back if I can't talk. You know, which were some moments. So, mm-hmm. so what I was doing is I was closing the Twitch app on my phone every time it was my turn to play mm-hmm. because I was wearing my headphones and it was making it harder for me to follow the action. And I was hearing my own echo in oh, my voice. The worst. So I was just like, when I'm playing, I'm just putting it down. And mm-hmm. Oh, that that's what I was then. What I was doing is what I recommend for you then. Yeah. Do um so in the when you press the settings, mm-hmm. you can literally select chat only, so oh. you won't see the video, you won't hear anything. You're just reading the chat. Okay, good to know. Didn't know that was an so, option. Because you're pretty much spectating on the switch, so you really yeah, don't really need to see TV. it yeah, on, exactly. the, on, on the phone. So you just need the chat going. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, just sure. press, uh, throw it up, chat only, and you're fine. You don't gotta put, you know, you don't gotta close the app. You don't miss out on anything that's being said in the chat. Cool. Nice. All right. Well, uh, Kenny, you haven't been streaming Dark Side. You've just been doing YouTube stuff. Just right? been doing YouTube stuff. You okay. Know? Cool. Um, cool. All right, so now let's move on to, uh, even though we've talked about it a little bit already, but what we've been playing, it has been uh, kind of a busy week. We already talked about Dreams, so we don't need to rehash on that. But Kenny, you got the new Darksiders Genesis for Xbox? Xbox One, yep. Okay. Um, so I did not realize that it was it was out la- late last year on the PC. Really? Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. So it, this release was just for the Switch, Xbox, and PS4. Okay. Um, but still, I've been enjoying it. Um, what's the genre? Give me the overview. So, it's it has like um it's the the over the top, almost feels like a twin stick shooter because of the strife, mm-hmm. but it, but then when you switch combat between him and war strife, give you a little background. You know a little bit about the four horsemen. Strife is this is the game the first game that you see strife. This is a prequel to the whole to the Dark first Sider one series, yep. right? The whole the prequel to the whole Dark Sider series. Um, so this is before War finds out that he, you know, er, the horsemen have been banished by the council and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. And this kind of, I'm presuming that this is why they got banned and excommunicated by the council. Okay. Um, and it's I've been enjoying it. It's um the combat between the two horsemen is very different, different enough that you could switch it up and depending on the scenario, you could go to which one you want to go to. I like Strife's agility better than War's just tanky, you know, hand-to-hand combat. Mm-hmm. I could I, his dash feels a lot more fluid than War's, um, so I, I dash around a lot and I just keep my distance with distance with his two pistols. So can you switch characters on the fly? Somewhat, yeah. Okay. It's just a hold of a the left bumper and pressing A. Okay, and, and then it'll switch. 
And so what if one of them dies? Do you can you use the other one still? Haven't died yet. So oh. <laughs> um, but there are passive abilities that you can pick up from killing. So you get these things called the uh, the mysterious cores, or mysterious objects, but yeah. then you end up finding out that they're creature cores. And these creature cores, you slot them into the into the you know, the passive abilities of both characters. So there's just one passive tree for both characters. You slot these creature cores into those things, into those slots, and if you match them correctly to the symbol that's on the slot, there'll be a health one attack, and I believe the other one is um, gadget. Don't quote me on that one. I forgot. I, I, I remember it, but I don't know have the exact name. But I know one is health, a health passive, and an attack passive. So one of them will just give you a passive where, like, if you're running low on health, if you switch out the inactive character that you're not playing as starts regaining health slowly mm. so that you know you're 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 tagging out pretty much so he could regain health and you're rolling around there with this character and then you could switch right back go ahead uh so the other games are um third person action adventure games you know behind the back this is like a isometric uh like diablo style camera yep okay yeah so, so it completely switches up the mechanics and the gameplay of previous um dark sided game and i actually really like the change because I really am a big fan of just these isometric games, like the Diablo-esque games. Mm -hmm. um, and it does it well. It really does it well. And the enemies, you know, right now I'm on just on normal difficulty. Um, the enemies pose enough of a challenge, and they and each, each chapter has a recommended, like, power level for the characters. Okay. So if you're not at that power level, you're going to see a little, a, a, the hint of difficulty trying mm -hmm. to take down these enemies and how much harder they're hitting. And they could gang up on you very quickly. I think I jumped into one boss fight where I was struggling to take down the boss, and he just kept spawning enemies that were becoming annoying. So I found myself in constant dash and shooting. Mm -hmm. So I was dashing around the map, avoiding his big attacks, but also avoiding these smaller enemies at the same time. Mm -hmm. And one of the ammos for Strife is an electric bullet that chains between enemies. Mm -hmm. So you could use the basic one, or you can wait until this overclock of your RAF. So you overclock your your ammo, and it gives you like this this temporary time frame where you can set off those special bullets without using ammo for it. Okay, this reminded me of Children of Morta, which is a game that I finished up and I'll, I'll touch on real quick after this. Exactly, and and that's we talked about that, how it has that similarity mm -hmm. between both. And so in that boss fight, I think you'll anybody will be able to see, I think that's actually part four, which should be debut, uh, should be published in two days. Cool. You know, and that fight was very interesting because I, I, I would have to wait around for that ability to then start chaining the electricity between the boss and all the all the all the minions that he would spawn, so that I was focusing damage damage on him, but while also killing off the other ones by chaining off of them. Okay, that sounds him. neat. That's like. Um, we should also mention you can catch Kenny's entire playthrough on youtubecom slash level with you. Uh, I think you've got what three of them up now. Um, by tomorrow, well, when this video goes up, it'll be three, yes. Okay, perfect. Um, so the game that I was playing last week and I talked a whole bunch about, I'm just going to talk about a little bit. I finished it up, Children of Morta, the uh, 2D, well, no, it's it's a 3D game, but 2D sprites and uh, kind of a hyperlight drifter-esque look to it. Um, really enjoyed the game. I was kind of disappointed once I beat it just because of the fact that it was over. I was like, man, I want more. And I think that's what the whole community is feeling sort of at the moment. Um, they did introduce a hard mode 
which I have not tried yet. Um, but from what I understand, it's essentially like enemies do a little bit more damage. You have a little bit less health. Um, there's not too much from an overall gameplay perspective that changes. Like what people are really looking for is like a, a true roguelike experience. Uh, once you've completed all the the campaign, where you can you know kind of keep playing once you clear a dungeon, so you can really you know grind out high scores and I don't know have maybe greater run differentiation with your items and stuff. But the the final boss battle is really good. The story wraps up in a satisfying way. It's it's very charming. Uh, if you are at all into you know dungeon crawlers or action games, I definitely recommend playing it if you've got an Xbox and you have Game Pass. Uh, but I was so disappointed that it ended that I started watching uh, Kenny's video and it just gave me the similar vibe. And I was like, oh man, I kind of want to go buy this, even though I like really shouldn't be buying anything this week. <laughs> um, but yeah, so... That's I have been playing a couple other things, but there's another recent game that Anthony picked up for the Switcheroonie, and uh, I guess it's called the Snack World, the Dungeon Crawl Gold. Yes, it's a port from 2015 of an original Japanese 3DS game that came out, and they are, we're just getting it for the first time. And they're charging uh, fifty bucks. Yeah, fifty bucks. Yep, yep. <laughs> they're charging fifty bucks for it, which is it's it's all steep, but. I had seen this, for me personally, I'd seen it way back in 2015 when they first announced it, like, uh, online on, like, the Nintendo or whatever, and I was like, whoa, this looks awesome, and it had, like, this whole, like, really crappily dubbed pilot episode to go with it, because it's, like, a show over in Japan, and it's just, like, suckered me in, because the style was uh, immediately eye grabber for me, it was, like, a mix between Adventure Time and those old stop-motion, like, Rudolph Christmas cartoons, so I was like, well, this is interesting, because so usually it's not those, an anime? It, it is, I guess it's, like, technically an anime, but it's, like, an animation, in okay, a way. so do they have spiky hair? They do, yeah. Okay, so oh, that's, yeah. that's an anime. Exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say take spiky hair, not spiky hair, slick bag hair. But yeah, it's it's pretty fun. It's a it's a nice little it's like it's like a you want to scratch that itch kind of like the what Diablo. itch am I scratching? Okay, so yeah. we're all playing just it's like a Diablo, Diablo style, likes. yeah. Because you... that's what February's all about. February. Fe- <laughs> Fabobloary. There you go. And uh yeah, it's cool. You get these little things that are called basically you're just going through these different dungeons and stuff, you create your own little character, and it's kind of just like it's, it's weird. I can't really tell if it's trying to be like adult humor or kid humor because sometimes there's in chapter three I just went through there's this thing called the crappin and I thought it was called like the crapin. I was like oh it's a because all the monsters and stuff's names are like plays on food and stuff like that. But the whole point of this quest is to go get like this moisturizing cream that the princess wants because it's classic like oh the you know the dad's a big pushover to the daughter it's a hot daughter to the princess who's the dad's king um, and you got to go out and do this quest for. Her. Which is like the main get quest of the, the moisturizing chapter. cream. Get her the moisturizing cream. Okay. And you go to this place called Gumbo Grotto, and you fight this thing. You're supposed to fight this thing called the Crapen. Uh, it turns out the way you get the cream, uh, it's called the Crappen. Craps out the cream. So I'm like, wait. I was like, so is this supposed to be like kid humor or like <laughs> adult humor? And they say like ass and shit and like goddamn it. And I'm like, a mix, oh, a mix of both. They say maybe? ass, shit, and goddamn it. No, they say like no. I don't know if they've heard shit. Okay, I don't know if they okay, said I shit, but you. they say like ass, goddamn it, and like. I mean. Isn't Adventure Time sort of like that? Kind of, yeah. Like, pushes I, mean, I don't, the I don't think they curse in that, but... Exactly, yeah. But I was like, oh, this is... It's weird. It's it's a neat little game. I mean, I definitely recommend it if it goes down to, like, 30 bucks or something. Like, 50 bucks if you're really into those kind of games. It's cute. The style's very unique. Um, you can play with friends uh, online after you get to a certain, like, mission. Uh, <laughs> Once you're 20 hours in, like, Dragon Quest Builders. Oh, my God. Really? That's when you get... <laughs> it's something like that. That's, yeah, that's it's, insane. It's oh, yeah. no, wow. thank you. Because I was looking at that before, too. Hmm. I'm like, Dragon Quest Builders looks interesting. But I've heard good things about in, it. So uh, is this a Switch exclusive? I think so, yeah. As far as I know, it's okay. a Switch one. Just one of those 
Japanese Switch games that mm-hmm. Anthony's always got the hot scoops on. Oh yeah, I got the hots mm-hmm. for him. Hell yeah! But uh, yeah, check it out once it goes down in price. But it's it's neat. It's a cool cool concept. I hope it more comes of it. Okay, nice. All right, so I last week also touched a little bit on this game, Kentucky Route Zero, and I'm only gonna briefly say that I played Chapter Four. Like the game continues to have really good writing. I will say that it lost me a little bit compared to Chapter Three. I feel like this was the most meandering uh, as far as the plot. Uh, went. I think it was more focused on philosophy and maybe character development, of, but some of the characters that I'm less interested in. Mm-hmm. Had a really cool visual thing where you're sort of a, in the aquatic version of Route Zero. So it, it's got really neat uh, minimalist uh, visual style. And I'm looking forward to playing the last act, seeing how it all wraps up, seeing if I ever really do deliver this antique package to five dogwood drive you still don't know what's in the package no no you don't there's antiques <laughs> yeah so i mean like that's how it should be if you're if you like reading this game is 60 to 70 percent reading no joke um and if you like the idea of player choice if you like uh cool minimalist uh, indie art style with um very i don't know filmic uh influences definitely check it out it's it's neat um so I'll, I'll have my final brief thoughts next week, I'm sure. Um, and the other game that I... Well, shit, wasn't there one more? You were playing... Was it the OG or something? DG? It was like an... Oh, HQ? What's that? Oh, no, HQ. Oh, no, no, so no, that's no. one of our stories from later on. But, uh, but you played... No, but to be also. honest, yeah, that's pretty much it. I um, usually have a little bit more to talk about, but Kentucky Route Zero... Ch- Zero, Children of Morta, and Dreams were pretty much the only three in my rotation this week. So, are we gonna get a a review for Kento- Kentucky Route Zero or Kentucky Ch- Route Zero? I Children do honestly do not feel comfortable reviewing that game. No, no, I could do Children of Morta. Like okay. I could do Children of like Kentucky Route Zero is just there's so much to take in. There's so much that I feel like I missed in. Um. I don't know. Like it's, it's just a lot to like process, and you'd probably have to go back, sit down, and like basically write your impressions as it's you know taking and everything as it's happening. Totally. So like, it's like a whole. I would have to be assigned that game, and I would have to take it very seriously because like Morda was such an awesome game because I could just chill, have a few beers, making progression no mm. matter what. Okay. Kentucky Route Zero is like you play this game in the morning or like or after you've woken up and had your coffee, and then you can like really pay attention because if you are inebriated at all mm-hmm. it's after not... a long day your mind's somewhere else that's not going to be mm-hmm. enjoying soaking it up exactly so that's where i'm at um anybody else got anything uh before we move on to uh, i think that's it just playing pokemon you know the usual, usual pokemon grind pokemon waiting for that new digimon game to drop don't know what it is or when it's going to be but survival yes survival mm. shinies no shinies actually i caught a shiny Aaron at work the other day from Gen 3 uh, while I was pooping in Pokemon Go. How do you oh, say nice. Aaron? I mean, how do you spell Aaron? Aaron? It's like just A-R-O-N. A- yeah. Or it's oh, like, okay. yeah, Aaron, Laron, and Aaron. We got we to do some trading, too. We do. I know. I got. I, get, I did get Pokemon Home after we, we all hung out on Saturday night. Kenny told me that Pokemon Home is on your phone. Downloaded it. Oh, yeah. We should mention like We, we played Catan on Saturday night. That was pretty fun. <laughs> that was pretty fun, and Tyler did not win. No, and I neither not. did I, but Tyler did not win. I just, wanna, re- I just want to remind in. that. I should have won. <laughs> no, that was honest. I was very stoked because I had so bad luck that game. Like every roll was just like, oh, nothing for me. Nothing for me. Like I think I probably 25 to 30% of it, I even got any materials. Like it was kind of a bummer of a game for me, but it was, it was still fun watching. It was still play. fun. Yeah. I got pretty drunk. That's good. <laughs> Honestly, I, at the end, I, Anthony, I, I you and I were up till five in the morning. So <laughs> Holy yeah, I, shit, that's right. 
We were. Oh man. I woke up the next morning. All I saw was Tyler. What's the what's the password to the laptop? Working to stream MK. I'm like the hell. Are yeah. We were helping me do at three in the morning, like four or five times at like four in the morning. Like Tyler, what's the password to the laptop? We're gonna stream all combat. Yeah. And then I woke up. I think I slept for maybe like two hours, and then I woke up at like eight and drove to a rest stop to meet up with a guy to buy four bundles of Pokemon <laughs> cards. Because <laughs> they had a good deal in those days. Welcome. I'll be your waiter. And then I screamed boobs for 10 hours because I was working on a fetish art commission. And not, not, on this channel. not on this not channel. Not on this channel. Don't worry. I'm my own personal one. You can, if you ever see me in person, ask me about it. But I won't. <laughs> if I burnt myself out anyway, I'm sorry. I completely <laughs> forgot about the asking for the... Just, Sorry, just Tyler. Okay. <laughs> Tyler texted me. He's the nice boy. Is he texted me the next morning? And was like, "Hey, man. Sorry, I was sleeping." I was like, "Don't worry about it. <laughs> Probably wouldn't have been able to figure it out anyway." Yeah, I just I think it's so funny that we both thought that was a good idea at three. Oh, it's always a good idea. I don't, yeah. Just I don't know. That's that's. Uh, that's I so saw funny. the text message. I'm like, it's, that shit was sent at three in the morning. Yes, sir. The, yes, sir. What the hell were they doing? <laughs> yeah, we were playing MK Smash and and I almost beat you once. I think I booted up Bloodborne. You did, oh. Buddha, yeah, because I wanted to see you play Bloodborne and we were just too drunk to do it. <laughs> just wow. like, this isn't happening. I don't know, I had an hour long update. Oh, that's what it was. Yep. Shit. So, as a quick little drop in before we move on, I won't say what opponents we beat, but me and Tyler made it out of the first round of the Super Smash Bros. Ultimate Doubles. Really? Where? Yes. When we went on Sunday, we played doubles Ooh, the, nice. in the doubles tournament. We made it out, out of oh, our yeah. first match. Nice. Tyler, no need to mention who it was. <laughs> was it his was it his son? No. Okay. <laughs> no need to mention who we faced, but we made it out of the first match with a W. Hell Our yeah. only W of the night. Yeah. Your only W of your life. You and know? you left with a finger exactly. and thumb. Exactly, <laughs> because then we lost Go the ahead. next the next two in doubles and then I lost the next two in singles as well. It's yeah. okay. It's and so did Tyler. But at least we got one win Tasted that sweet we victory for Yep leading moment that it was around time nope even though tyler at one point in time in that first match was worried he was like attack him he was in my ear like just hit him just just, just hit him <laughs> you can see tyler being like <laughs> and were you doing joker and inkling uh yeah yeah yep. oh yeah and then i did not realize they had team attack i pretty much knocked out tyler in one uh, the first match because it was like a best of three um the first match and i knocked out tyler i, I caused at beast when it, and you know at the end when it recaps and it says oh damage given out of my 397 out of the first match i gave at least 130 to tyler wait that friendly it fire went, on in the yeah. game yeah. what yeah, wow interesting yeah. That is, that I hate. I, I was just hit. I was just. I was like. I was. You see me trying to get them with the AI, and I'm like, Tyler. I'm like, fuck. I'm oh, I just did it twelve times in a row. If you guys had good synergy, you could do like Tyler. When I do AI, you do, you refill your ink. Well, honestly, I was I was mentioning it afterwards. I'm like, damn, when you when you like roll on them and stick them in the ground, I, that's when I should be coming mm, and do combo mm -hmm. combo. But we weren't we weren't we had yeah. no synergy. We were all over that's, the that's all over the map. It's the nerves, all over the arena. Yeah. Now we know. I feel I get some nerves playing even on Twitch against people I don't know. Seriously, like mm -hmm. I mean, I know that I suck anyway, but, but I'm yeah, nervous it all the time. It makes it worse. <laughs> but but we really, yeah. we squeezed out one W, so mm -hmm. that's all that matters. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right, guys. It is now time to move on to the part of the show that we like to call Cruising for a News. Cruising for a News in the part of the show where we take the stories that matter the most to us throughout the week in the world of video games and talk about them for your viewing pleasure or listening. 
So our first story, uh, this one just came in today, and I'm going to say it before the one I actually wrote down. There's a new Nintendo Switch color. It's called Coral. It's like pinkish red. Mm-hmm. Um, if that's your thing, you can order it from Japan. There's no, it's region locked. Yeah, it's, it's not just, region locked. It's, it's just that they're only selling it in Japan. But if you know a site to buy it from, convert your dollars into yen, buy it online, get it shipped over here. Probably take a while, but not reg- it's region free. So And you'll have that hot pink new Switch. So Mm-mm. jump on it. All right, our first story. Samsung and Microsoft team up with xCloud. Revealed at Samsung's... Uh, S20 event, which I guess is what they're calling their new phone. Yeah, this, this this thing is like super powered. Right? Yeah, this is like where they're rolling out with the 5G and like this the 5G. Like what it, I think it's I don't want to get butcher it, but it's something in like the like thousand megapixel camera like type type thing. Like um, yeah, so like it has like four cameras on the back of it. That's a lot. Thing of is cameras. Super, gonna have eleven cameras on these things soon. Man. Super powered. You're just like, buying a camera at that point. Like this thing is. Stop. And there's a flip one they revealed too. Yes, the flip Z, the Z flip. You gotta see Z flip. Okay, huh. so which is sort of the Game Boy Advance SP looking thing. From yep, what I saw. Ooh, kind of yeah, cool. Yeah, hey, much up? thinner than that, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, um, wow. So yeah, so it was nice, nice little event that Samsung had, and I was super stoked when I saw that they revealed the partnership with Xbox because it kind of just piggybacked off of what I was saying at you know episode forty one where we were talking about what they said, what this guy said about you know Google and Amazon being his competitors mm-hmm, and Apple mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. because this is what look at you know they did a partnership yeah totally literally um, for their their X Cloud and you know it's controller it'll make me with more a clip likely to um, because I have the S ten now it's my mm-hmm. first one I've kind of hopped around I'm not a, a loyalist as far as smartphones go but I, I do like it quite a bit except for Bixby Bixby's not very good yeah Bixby's a little annoying yeah it's either Cortana or the, yeah like, I mean Siri. I just never use it I just use the Google one yeah um and it's, Bixby is just the thing that I accidentally press mm-hmm, when I'm trying to put volume down yeah exactly yeah. yeah. But anyway, um, so here's the story. As Samsung unveiled its Galaxy S20 and Galaxy Z flip phones yesterday, it also unveiled a partnership. Details are still a little light so far, but the focus is clear. Xbox and Samsung are partnering for cloud-based gaming, when Microsoft is, uh, which Microsoft is pursuing through its project xCloud, currently in the closed test phase. This is just the beginning of our gaming partnership with Xbox, said David S. Park, head of Samsung's U.S. marketing via The Verge. Both Samsung and Xbox share a vision for bringing great gaming experiences to mobile gamers around the world. With our 5G-enabled portfolios and Microsoft's rich history in gaming, we are working closely together to create a premium cloud-based game streaming experience. You'll hear more about that later this year. There's no word on any sort of exclusivity or anything like that, nor would I expect there to be. Xbox will also launch Forza Street on Galaxy devices. Okay. I uh, missed that when I read it first time. Again, details are light until later this year, but the most obvious application would be bundling Project xCloud and possibly also a controller and trial Game Pass subscription with new Samsung devices. That would be a, that'd be awesome. Um, with new Sam- along the lines of what the company revealed at the event. Um, I don't think I need to read the rest. No. So what do we think? Cool. It's yeah. awesome. That's it's, yeah. it's awesome. Yeah. The, the convergence of like we're finally gonna be talking in the Game Boys. Yeah. Pretty much. We'll be talking in the Game Boys. Remember remember you just remember the N gauge? Like remember that? I remember it. That's a real thing that works really good now. And I mean not the N gauge. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good idea. I was gonna say, Break what, out what your N gauges. <laughs> they put the patch out. Those are actually going for a lot of money because apparently you can like there's some hard hardware video I watched. I, I won't go into it, but it's like you can repurpose those for other things now if you okay. have an N gauge. Just mm. like the Vita. Yeah, not, right. know, but 
Um, yeah. I never actually played an N-Gage. I remember Neither did like, I. it had like a Tomb Raider, a Tony Hawk, I want to say. All like, terrible. You had to hold Sonic. it to your face sideways. Mm-hmm. The, the keypad was all like on the right. I remember being like in GameStop when that was brand new and I bought, I remember I was buying Sonic Battle for the Game Boy Advance and the N-Gage was like on the shelf brand new with like it's four, three or four titles. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, I was like, who would buy that? Even as like a little stupid 10-year-old, I was like, mm. who would buy that? It is funny. That's one of the... Uh, one of the gaming's biggest hits or swings and misses. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, so, yeah. yeah. I mean, moving on to our next story. Swings and hits. Sonic is a success. Sonic the Hedgehog set a record for the best opening weekend by a video game movie, bringing up an estimated $57 million at domestic box offices to overtake last year's Detective Pikachu at $54.3 million. Sonic's $57 million figure is a three-day total, per The Hollywood Reporter. For the four-day weekend, The Hollywood Reporter is projecting a $68 million domestic haul for the Blue Blur. Sonic's opening day estimate of $21 million on Friday likewise edges out Detective Pikachu's first day take of $20.5. So it looks like things worked out for this, um, you know, this delayed and been talking about it for since the early days of the show when the initial trailer mm-hmm. got dropped. Oh, yeah. Like it Finally have, comes full circle. The reviews are even decent. It's got a... Um, what a sixty-three. Uh, nope. Which one has sixty-three? Sonic or Pikachu? Sonic. Okay, and then and then Pikachu has sixty-nine. Nope. <laughs> and it's you know I hear it's pretty fun. I heard that Jim Carrey is kind of you know back to his old nineties. I was like his even his first announcement that him, him like being the main antagonist in the movie immediately. I was like it's, it's a must see. I kind of wish they for my sadistic purposes of just like it being such a meme movie. Mm-hmm. Wish they kept the original design because that would have just been hilarious. Like that whole whole movie, absolute gold, solid mm-hmm. gold. The whole movie. I mean, I'm sure this movie still, this version is still amazing. It's great. I'm sure there's the meme worthy moments. Amazing and great. But... Amazing and great. I'm sure it's. it's, it's I'm sure it's got its meme worthy moments. But just you know, with that old design, like Jim yeah. Carrey in a suit, you know, I, I you remake the sure. movie in dreams. Dreams carry. <laughs> Make the Jim Carrey game. Jim Carrey. Ooh. Actually, no, they have that the the Grinch game for the PS1. You guys ever played that one? It's terrible. I did. No. Yeah, yeah it's bad. But I follow this one Facebook page called PlayStation Memories, and it's all just, like, games like that. It'll be, mm-hmm. it'll be like, all the bosses from Reptar are from, you Rug know, Rat. the Rugrats game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's or, awesome. It'll be, like, a Bug's Life. Like, the, or this, oh, the Bug's God, Life was Bugs amazing. Life is, oh, man. <laughs> I loved that game as a child. Watching that, that game glitch out is hilarious. <laughs> but, yeah, so I, I always stop and watch those for 30 seconds. I love that. Yeah, the YouTube channels that go back, and I'm like, oh, cool, Bob, Bob's fights. <laughs> Yeah, but this is on my Facebook, but like uh, they probably have a YouTube channel. I don't know. I think it's called PlayStation. We're going to sit Wiley Dom and just pick, go through like all the games that we find at video game stores and just make them sit and play it. <laughs> just, just go to Prodigy and just go through the list and just mm-hmm. pick a random one. You have a save file with all the cutscenes I can look at, please? Yeah, thanks. That'd be great. <laughs> um, I need that. So yeah, that's, that's fun. Good for Sonic. Proud, proud of you, dude. Uh, do you see all, all the facial control Jim Carrey has of the muscles in his face? Still, he can still do the Grinch like that. I'm sure. It's he's, nuts. he's a freaking natural at that shit. Oof. Our yeah. next story is a recap <laughs> of the Dice Awards. Um, so the Dice Awards, uh, if you are not familiar, they used to be called the Interactive Achievement Awards, are an award show in the video game industry. The awards are arranged by the Academy of Interactive Arts and Sciences and held during the AIAS's annual Dice Summit in Las Vegas. DICE is an acronym for Design, Innovate, Communicate, Entertain. 
The nominees in each category are selected by a peer panel uh, assembled by AIAS of over 100 video game professionals across several facets of the industry, including developers, programmers, artists, and publishers, which is published on the AIAS website each year. The nominees are then voted on by full members. There's approximately 22,000 members uh, via a confidential and secured voting system. The winners are subsequently announced during the summit in Las Vegas, typically in February. So uh, Greg Miller has been hosting this for the past few years, along with, uh, I believe, Jessica Ch Chobot, 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 I always mess that up. Uh, and you guys are probably going to be a little surprised to learn that the game of the year this year was Untitled Goose Game. Uh, this made me for sure want to give it another shot. I mean, this is kind of the most Oscar-y of the game awards because it's the people that are actually working on it that are doing the voting, just like the Oscars. The, uh, the video game awards are mainly, mainly focused on uh, outlets and games press. Mm -hmm. uh, so this one is from within. Um, did any of us play this game? I, I played it and I was like, I played the first 10 minutes and I was so turned off by just the pace of it that I was like, it was on Game Pass. So I was like, mm -hmm. eh, nothing lost. Well, that's this, good. This is not for me. Um, but I think Tyler beat it. Did you? Yeah, Tyler did, right? Yeah, played all the way through it. Oh, shit. <laughs> Pretty good game. Honk. I liked it. I mean, I'm not sure if it's a uh, game of the year worthy, but it was a fun game. What'd you play it on? Switch. Huh. Damn, I just totally forgot that. Was that a week I was in uh, Italy or something? Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, I think so. <laughs> maybe. maybe. Yeah, it, was, it, was, it was early on, I think, because it was when your TV was still upstairs. Like, yeah. you didn't have the. Yep. Yeah, so I was like, yeah, I think that might have been. Yeah, it, yeah. it literally was, because then I think right afterwards, I think um, you had your girlfriend playing there, right, Tyler? Yep, exactly. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, that's where I missed it. But uh, so yeah, the, if you just to give you some context, the only other indie game that has ever won is Journey, uh, which won in early. You know that game, the 2012 game, uh, won in 2013. Uh, going down the list, some other notable ones: we had God of War win, uh, we had Zelda Breath of the Wild, Overwatch, Fallout 4. That one was a little surprising to me. Uh, the first one ever, GoldenEye. Then we had uh, that was in 1997. Then Ocarina of Time. The Sims, Diablo, Halo. So, you know, you're not usually picking the, you know, the indie darling here. So this is a pretty big shock. I don't know. It beat out Control, Death Stranding, Disco Elysium, Outer Wilds. Um, so congrats to them, man. Like, that's pretty cool. Uh, even though I don't necessarily agree with the choice, but whatever, man. That's wherever floats those game devs. Boats. Boats, exactly. All right. Our next story, Sony struggling with the PS5 price point. I saw this popping up on a bunch of different sites. Um, I think it originated from Bloomberg. Uh, scarce components have pushed the manufacturing costs of Sony Corp's next PlayStation to around 450 bucks a unit, forcing a difficult price-setting decision in its battle with Microsoft Corp, according to people with knowledge of the matter. The Japanese conglomerate is preparing to gradually replace the six-year-old PS4 console, releasing its PS5 the same holiday season, its archival debuts, its arch rival debuts the upcoming Xbox Series X. Um, so, let's see. Sony typically finalizes a console's price in February of the release year, followed by mass production in the spring. With the PS5, the company is taking a wait-and-see approach, uh, said the people asking not to be named because the details are private. Um, so, Looking back um, on on things of comparing its price to its production cost, so the PS4 when it first came out was three hundred ninety nine bucks. 
uh, and was estimated by the IHS market to cost $381 to manufacture. So they were making about $19 per unit. Uh, if it costs $450, they would obviously need to charge at least $470. Um, what do we think this means? Who comes out first with the price? What are the prices going to be for the next gen of consoles? Kenny Castro. Well, we know that Xbox is not announcing. Well, at least the rumor mills is Xbox is not announcing a price tag until E3. Yeah, I've heard that too. Yeah, so unless Sony comes out and says if they're really holding strong to the we're not going to announce a price until Xbox announces a price, we won't see any prices until after until after E3 weekend. Mm-hmm. And I think the oh sorry no I'm just gonna say like I don't know if they've said that but I think that that's what people are that that is what they're saying yeah that's the that's like, the rumors on the PlayStation yeah, exactly. side as well like mm-hmm. they're holding strong trying to wait and, and see what Xbox price price point there they set it at to see if they could put a competitive you know price against theirs mm-hmm. um I think these consoles are just gonna get priced out at five hundred yeah you know I think that's that's what it's gonna be. I don't think Sony could go lower than that, especially even especially if um, Microsoft comes out and says, "Oh, ours is gonna be five hundred go any lower than that if it's true that it's gonna be four fifty like four seventy just sounds weird, yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. I think they gotta keep it down around hundred mm-hmm. I mean um mm-hmm. you could see a fifty perhaps uh but no. even four fifty sounds kind of weird exactly five hundred as well. I was hearing on some other podcasts that they think that that is. A little steep. Um, mm-hmm. I disagree, especially because you know 2013 was seven years ago now. There is inflation. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are supposed to be even maybe a, a bigger jump in terms of straight up hardware specs, yeah. um, than the PS3 to PS4. I mean, that's time will tell. But I am also saying 500. I think that uh, so. I think PlayStation is not going to be able to wait that long because I think that they are going to need to help hold their PS5 reveal event before e3 so mm-hmm. that they um don't just get all the limelight taken from them by microsoft i think that uh, microsoft is going to have to be i think sony needs to come out swinging because uh microsoft now has been more forthright with what their plans are for the series x mm-hmm. uh, ps5 has been very wait and see uh, if they continue that strategy after all this hype comes out of e3 with the xbox one series x you know it's real coming out party then uh, it may be hard to, I don't know, generate the buzz after that. So I think we see a PS5 event um, a couple weeks prior to E3, maybe even a month prior. Uh, and okay. then once E3 begins, they'll they'll do like another follow-up direct or, you know, whatever they call them, the state yeah. of play. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think they'll both be 500. That's that's my guess. Well, the same here. They'll be up there, mm-hmm. I think. They aren't going to be cheap. Nope. No and so then, technology. So it's it's... It's crazy, like how the Xbox is going about their just whole marketing system with the Xbox Series X. They're, you know, they're doing the whole. Oh, we're not trying to force anybody to have to upgrade right away, but they're also providing these, um, these system, the these plans in place where, oh, if you want to pick up a Xbox One X right now or S and pay it monthly instead of outright, you'll have the option to also add the. Like for pay a little extra and you have the option to upgrade to the series x on launch yeah and send send this back get the get the new one i wonder how popular that is because that's only really through microsoft stores right yeah and i don't think it i don't think it's out there outright right but if you're searching for it, you'll find it yeah i think they're probably like that's the beta test for them exactly see if they can move forward for that like Mm -hmm. is like a major thing like okay we're gonna sign up best buy and gamestop Mm -hmm. and amazon to do this too kind of like a layaway for like an upgrade away exactly Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm 
Nito. All right, so our final story, it's a very sad one. Is it actually the final one? Yep, it is. Um, HQ shutting down. I don't know if anybody out there played HQ. I certainly did for a hot two weeks or so. What does uh, it stand for? Uh, headquarters. <laughs> oh, <I don't> <laughs> headquarters trivia. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's oh, you guys were telling me about this before the show. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> this was a super, it, when it first came out, let me just read this story. A live trivia app developed by Vine creators Colin Kroll and Roos Yusupov was fairly popular when it launched in 2017, promising players real money for using the app and answering questions at a specific time twice a day. Users would split $250 among themselves with earnings then delivered to their PayPal. The app reached a record high in users at 2.38 million on March 28th, 2018. That's like right about when I was playing the game. Wow. I, I, was, I think it was at 3 p.m. and at 9 p.m. is when mm -hmm. the games were, and you had to tune in wow. uh, and at that time. And like the chat was just the most like toxic and oh, oh yeah. I'm sure I can only imagine thing. Like, people like KYS uh, dweeb and all yeah, these other things. Was, um, but it was fun, and, and the prizes were actually way more than two hundred and fifty bucks. Like they were in the thousands. Yeah, they were like sometimes it was like oh a thousand dollars. Yeah, you know, wow. or, like, or twenty five hundred. Like you know. Mm -hmm. uh, so the, the game faced a problem with bots. I mean that was unavoidable, mm -hmm. and reportedly uh, popularity eventually eventually fizzled out. Continue to update the app and look for interesting ways to keep trivia heads interested, like HQ After Dark, an adult-oriented version of the game. Mm -hmm. The app was funded by partnerships with big co companies like Warner Bros. and Nike, promoting movies for the former and giving away HQ-themed shoes for the latter. However, the company made layoffs in July 2019 after hitting financial trouble. Um, let's see. Even if the HQ trivia is gone, we'll remember the weeks when friends would huddle around together at 3 p.m. to try to play. Apparently they went out with like a super drunk and like crazy last stream where that's the way to do it. One of the like they were totally bankrupt, but one of the guys took five bucks out of his pocket. And was like winner gets this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, me and my buddy Tim, we worked at um when I worked at the restaurant Wildwood, we would sometimes like go into the bathroom and play it at three o'clock. Hell yeah, <laughs> that's the way to do it. Get in that game time. Um, I think the best I had done was I got six questions straight, six, right? And were there eight or nine per Like round? something like that, yep. Yeah, I got to five or six one time, and I just remember, like, that was thrilling. Mm -hmm. Because it was like, oh, shit, I'm about to win. Like, I was, 26 and, bucks. And it was six hey. answers that I was like, I know these shits, right? I was like, back to back, I'm, I'm confident, 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 confident. Then it was a seventh one. I, I was like... Uh, yeah, then it's uh, like, what is the average lifespan for ghosts? Uh, <laughs> till we kill that, them? That's actually like a medium tier question. Like, they got so much mm -hmm. more obscure than that. No, that's right. wild. Do you want to say something? Uh, yeah, I, was, I mean, I played the game with like, small groups of people. I always kind of had the idea of just like, what if like a really large group, because I mean, they had like really large prizes. I think they've had like $500,000 prize what? pools before. <laughs> what? I did yeah, not they, know they ever got they, that high. Holy crap. I'm pretty sure they, they have. Like on um, it was like special nights, right? Yeah, they had like a couple like very special events or like ce celebrities on or something like that, like asking questions. Um, and for, I think those like really big prize pools, they had 12 questions uh, compared to nine. So less people, I mean, more people were playing those really big nights, obviously, because there's. Mm -hmm tons of money at stake um so i always had the idea of just like what if, what, if, what if we just get like a whole group of like 30 people together to play hq and the people that are confident and know the answers everyone just responds exactly the same and then when someone's unsure everyone just picks like a different response 
And so like somebody in the group is continuing to move on. Oh, okay. So you, I get what you're saying. So just hmm. a big team effort to try and split the pot. Right. But even yeah. then, like I'm sure hundreds and thousands of people are still splitting a $500,000 pot. I'd hope so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't get why a company like, you know, Fox or CBS hasn't gotten on this idea yet, or maybe it's probably in the works, but like having something that you have to tune in at a certain time, so you have to watch live TV, that never happens anymore. You have to, you know, make an account. You have to um, be engaged, and you just think that they would have caught on to like find a way, like play our trivia game, and you could win, you know, $5 off at Chili's or some shit. Like, yeah, so, they, so I know what I think, and I think it's NBC. I think does something similar. It's not a trivia game, but for Sunday night football games. Mm-hmm. So you'll pick, um, I think it's the split of um, $100,000. So you pick who's going to throw the most touchdowns or who's going to rush the, for the most yards or what's the margin of victory or what's the total score for the game. Like you'll pay, answer these questions and yeah. you lock in your answers at ki- before kickoff. Once kickoff is gone, going, like you can't change it mm. and like so it'll update all the time mm. as the game progresses and it'll tell you oh um fifty thousand dollars is being split between three people and this is on, wow. on nbc on sunday like nights. on the on the um the app yes so i have it i have the app i tried it a couple times i think the most i almost got close to was like splitting think everybody in my pool almost getting 15 cents each mm, you know because i i yeah. only had like three answer uh, three three of my selections right so i was at like 30 points it's crazy that like that some law changed a couple of years ago and now sports gambling is just completely mm-hmm. it's a free-for-all yep. on, on all the tv yep. like there's a show that sometimes i'll be on at the gym and i'll see a pop on and it's like on in the early evenings on sports on espn and it's like just straight up here are the numbers. Here's what you need to bet. Who you know what that show's wow. called? What's the show called? Um, I know exactly the one you're talking about. I don't know the name. Daily Wager. Yes, Daily Wager. Go. That's there. what it is. Yeah. And I'm watching. I'm like, man, is this what sports has become? It's just Pretty like, much. It's yeah. a business. I mean, it, it was a business before, but now it's like yeah. Batman's business. Seriously, I mean, it's um, it's wild. Whatever. I'm not sure how I feel about it. Yeah. yeah. Everything's yeah. turning marinate for a little bit. Yeah. Put that in the pot. Yeah, so the weird. people that do like the fan duels, things like that. Like I don't do nah, it. Like I draft I, like, kings. Yeah, draft kings. I don't I'm not putting my money into nah. anything. Mm-hmm. And, like I do fantasy football and even at that, the last fantasy football I was uh the league I was in was completely like rigged. Yeah. Um between two best friends. So I'm oh, all great. set with that. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. I'm I'm like I'm all set. Yeah, no danger. Yeah, I don't usually do too well with gambling, but same. I'd rather lose it. That might you change. Know. You never know. I'm going to get one more to go. <laughs> All right, fellers. Perfect. Well, that's going to bring us to the end of our little podcast here. Thank you so much for watching or listening. We appreciate you very much. Anything you guys want to say before we sign off for the eve? Remember to check out Kenny's Let's Play Darksiders. Uh, we'll be streaming when we can for you, so check the updates on any of the streams we got going on. Um, Hit the bell for notifications, all that jazz. Questions. We had questions, so don't be afraid to comment. To ask us anything you want. Don't care. Or if you want to play with us, I, I said at the top of the show. Join the Discord. Mm-hmm. Challenge me and Madden. I got Madden Monday coming up again on Monday. Um, I have some coffee with me. Yeah. You know. Oh, and I will be at PAX East on that Friday. So whoever wants to just say hi to me while I'm walking around. I'll be doing an official meet and greet. 
You know, just signing it, autographs. You know, I'm gonna be walking around. I'm gonna be hanging out at the Final Fantasy VII, you know, demo line. That's gonna be like 300, 500 people long. So just oh, yeah. meet me there. We can hang out, chat, exchange laughs, and make fun of people. Sounds good. Yeah, sounds like a good. good time. All right, we will be back next Tuesday. Thanks for watching the Level with You show. Stay level. Yeah.